0: Welcome to the 42nd episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Brad Taylor, author of the thriller novel One Rough Man.
1: Uh, Jeffrey Deaver, author of, uh, most recently, The Burning Wire, and uh, soon-to-be author of the next continuation James Bond novel. I spend a lot of time writing, a lot of time researching my books, um, but uh, when I'm not doing that, I, I love uh, listening to the Reading and Writing Podcast, which you can hear at readingandwritingpodcast.com.
0: Well, welcome, welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Brad Taylor. Author of the new thriller novel *One Rough Man*, introducing the character Pike Logan. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Sure. If someone hasn't heard about *One Rough Man* yet, can you give them an idea of what the book is all about?
1: Yeah, sure. I uh, well, I set out to write a, a book with a the theme of redemption. It's really what I wanted to write about. But because of my background, I, I spent you know 21 years in the military, special forces. Uh, it ended up being a military thriller with a pretty realistic look at terrorism and counterterrorism we experience today.
0: Well, you have a background that many thriller writers don't have. You're a U.S. Army veteran, as you just mentioned, and retired as a Special Forces Lieutenant Colonel. Uh, when you started writing One Rough Man, were you ever worried that you were writing about material that civilians shouldn't know everything about?
1: Yeah, definitely. Every uh, Every day I was like that when I was writing because... Uh, like I said, a bunch of writers can they can guess at how things work. If they get it right. That's just luck. In my mind, I actually know how it works, and I didn't want to put anybody in harm's way. So, I, I had to backtrack quite a few times uh, when I'd, I'd paint myself into a hole, typing something, and think the only way out of this dilemma is classified. I'd have to back back up and rewrite it.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. So, what have what has been the reaction so far to One Rough Man with readers who are in the military?
1: So far, it's been pretty positive. Actually, it's been very positive. Uh, a lot of people have liked it. I, I actually sent it to some uh, friends of mine in Special Forces, still active duty, uh, to make sure that I hadn't done anything, you know, to put them in jeopardy. I said, read this, there's anything in here that would uh, make you mad. And they came back and they really liked the book. They had a few changes, they, you know, some things they wanted me to take out, but, but they were real positive about it.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, uh, One Rough Man is your first novel. I'm curious about your background as a writer. Those years that you were serving in the army, were you writing in your spare time, or is that something you have started doing recently?
1: It's pretty much something I've started doing recently. I mean, I've written a lot of nonfiction stuff, position papers, and you know, master's thesis and things like that. Uh, but I've never written fiction. Although I, I, guess my training would be, I read voraciously. I've read a ton of fiction, so who, I set out to write. The, a-
0: who are some of the people you enjoy write, um, enjoy reading?
1: Uh, I actually like uh, police stuff. I don't really read my own genre, probably because, I mean, doctors probably don't read medical thrillers and cops don't read police procedurals. So I like Robert Craze, John Sanford, uh, John LaSqua, people like that, Michael Connolly. Sure, sure.
0: Michael Connolly is great.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And so what was the, what was kind of the impetus behind you um, uh, deciding to write One Rough Man since you hadn't written much fiction before?
1: I have always wanted to write. Uh, I've always, it's just been a goal of mine but I've always wanted to write a novel. Um, I, in fact, told my wife that when, uh, on our first date, that I was going to write a novel someday. And so uh, I was, when I was in Special Forces in Special Mission Unit, obviously the train was going about 200 miles an hour, and my last assignment was an instructor uh, at the Citadel in South Carolina, a uh, professor of military science. And the train went down to about 10 miles an hour, and I had a ton of time on my hands, so I decided to see if I could write. That's great. And what was
0: the experience like for you? Did, did you find that you, um, uh, was it kind of like a fish to water? Did you find like you, you had to kind of adjust from, from writing the nonfiction? Did you have to do a lot of revisions along the way?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the first, uh, putting the book out was just a stream of consciousness and because I had no training in it, I was unclear of, uh, you know, I, I, the thing didn't even have chapters. It was just one big manuscript. <laughs> uh, I mean, I liked it like to tell people you know yeah it was really easy to write the thing but it was hard as hell getting for somebody would want to read it and
0: and and so what was that process like did you just keep revising and and doing um uh extra drafts or, or
1: I, did. Of... I did I did uh, I um just going through it and you you know I, I my what I tell my wife is if I'd be reading along and something sounded like a cracked bell I just knew it wasn't right I wasn't sure why it wasn't right but it wasn't Resonating, and so uh, I was just redrafted to redraft after redraft after redraft. I actually wrote the entire book in third person, and then went back and changed Pike's voice to first person after the fact.
0: And was that something you did kind of on your own, or was that a, the suggestion of an editor?
1: That was a suggestion of an editor.
0: That's great. And what was the what was the path to publication like for you? Did you? Um, uh did you submit it directly to publishers did you go out and try to find an agent what was that like
1: no i i uh, found an agent just the traditional route i went to bookstores and you know looked in the back of the acknowledgements found agents that were in my genre uh and started submitting and um you know get rejected here rejected there and finally uh john talbot was kind enough to ask for the manuscript and then he then takes it to go sell
0: that's great and how long was that process for you
1: Uh, It was about – it's hard to really say because the first agent I talked to, uh, I gave the manuscript to when it was still not that good. Um, Mm -hmm. So all throughout, I guess it took about a year maybe. Right. But actively, when I finally had the manuscript done, um, well, at least what I thought was done, (laughs) I found out it wasn't done. But uh, when I had it done in my eyes, that was a concentrated effort of about uh, four months.
0: Great. Um, Are you working on a new novel now?
1: I am. Actually, it's uh, finished. Well, actually, it's not finished. I just got it back from my editor today with some uh,
0: corrections. (laughs) And and is it a continuation of Pike?
1: It does. It's a continuation of both Pike and Jennifer.
0: That's great. Um, And do you have a title yet?
1: I do. It's uh, it's tentatively titled, uh, obviously may change, Against All Enemies. And that comes from the... um, uh, oath of Enlistment for uh, the military, which is basically how to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. And the book itself has the domestic and foreign terrorist threat.
0: Interesting. And um, do you have any sense of when it may be published?
1: Not Yeah, I'm focusing completely on uh, One Rough Man right now.
0: Sure, sure. Um, what advice do you have for someone who may be listening who is trying to get their own novel published?
1: Uh, the the best advice, I think, is just have perseverance. Um, there was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I bought some books, How to Write This Way, How to Self-Edit, those kind of things that are out there, and they were really good books and helped me out. But some things I followed turned out that they didn't work for me. For instance, you, you always hear people say, set a word count, set a uh, a page count or something like that per day. Just get right. the thing done, otherwise you won't finish. And I found that didn't work for me because um, I would invariably put out something that was horrible. And so what I do is a writing process. Is Literally, my story generates in my head while I'm doing physical training or something like that. And I'll go four or five days without writing a thing and then 48 hours straight of pure writing. So it's just a difference for me. I guess my recommendations: Find what works for you.
0: Find what works for you. Yeah. Great. Great. Um, so, so, are you are you working now that you've retired from the military? In addition to writing,
1: I am. I do a lot of uh, security con- con- consultation for various uh, agencies.
0: And and what is the what is the process like? Do you, do you find that when you started working on One Rough Man and then um, your second novel, uh, is it something that you may have experienced along the way? and your military background and you kind of extrapolate from there or do you kind of say what if what's that kind of uh process like for you
1: it at the um strategic big picture level uh the task force is pure fiction uh there's nothing uh you know we don't have anybody that runs around outside the you know constitution and captures and kills terrorists <laughs> at the at the, the ground level tactical level the gunfight level i made it as accurate as I could there was no no specific events are reflected in there but it's almost the same as if you were going to write a scene of a grocery store shopping trip you would in your mind's eye think about what grocery stores are you've been in and then that's how you would write the scene you know what I mean sure so sure. when I when I uh, am writing a gunfight scene or something like that I'm obviously drawing from my experiences in training and, and combat but it's not I'm not duplicating it in the book
0: right Um, You mentioned earlier that it's hard for you to to read uh, thrillers or military thrillers. I'm curious if you've ever read one. And I mean, I'm curious if you if you have read some and if so, kind of what what you kind of along the way have 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 thought is the is the worst mistakes that you've seen. Like like, you know, you're reading and saying that that's nowhere, you know, that's that's not how it would be handled.
1: Um, well, I'm not going to trash anybody else's novel. Oh, they're no, all no. very good I'm not, I'm
0: not saying for a specific novel. I'm just curious in terms of like a
1: i a, think the, the biggest the thing that uh and I tried to not do consciously in one rough man is the you know if all these bureaucrats would get off my back and I could run out torturing and shooting anybody I want to uh that kind of mystique of the special forces operator Because they truthfully they operate with a moral compass they have a, they have to make decisions the decisions have ramifications of life and death. They experience fear. So what I wanted to do was write Pike Logan as realistically as possible.
0: Right. Well, um, if someone is interested in One Rough Man and to learn more about you, where can they find you online?
1: They can go to uh, bradtaylorbooks.com, and uh, there's an excerpt there, along with some blog pieces I've written and uh, various things, uh, research uh, links and things like that.
0: Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Brad Taylor, the author of One Rough Man, which is available in bookstores now and as an e-book. Thanks for joining us, Brad.
1: Thank you very much. appreciate being on.
0: Sure. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to mention? No, I think we pretty much hit it. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: This is Lee Child, and I'm listening to the Reading and Writing Podcast. Thanks for listening to my latest podcast. If you have a chance, please leave a review of the podcast in iTunes. It only takes a moment. Until next time, read some good books and be well. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.